Sliced Apples Podcast with Alex and David. Like when I talk to people about the podcast, they have very, very like, how would you describe yourself on this podcast? Would you describe like, just give me some, some descriptors for you. Like, um, happy, informative, like energetic, like, you know, what, how would you describe something, yourself? something, something you, the wild card. Is that how you would describe yourself? I don't know if I'm like that much of a wild card. I would say you're kind of a wild card. I mean, you're, I mean, this is now the second episode in a row and you've only been on two. And I think the past like month and a half that you have said, you don't want the U S to win or you don't like the U S whatever. I, it is. I, I, I didn't say I didn't want the U S to win. I just, there, there was, I, there was no more of a lock in sports betting than there was than taking the Netherlands money line. That, I mean, Korea. Well, see, that's too lopsided. They actually had the Netherlands only as like minus one twenty or something like that. So it wasn't that bad. I was like, so if wow. the US won and you lost your bet, would you be pissed that you lost your bet or half of the US won? Actually, you know what? You know what I probably did? I probably took the regular time, the sixty or ninety minute money line. That's probably what it was, why I was able to get a little extra value to it. But um can you restate your question one more time, please? I said if if the U.S. won, but the Netherlands lost and you lost your bet, would you be sad that you lost the bet, or would you be happy that the U.S. won? So, I'm glad you asked Finances that. Finances are country, David. Finances are freedom. <laughs> so, I'm glad you asked that. I woke up, it was on Saturday, yeah. Saturday morning, notification, notification from DraftKings that says, if you put... If you a risk free bet, they give me a risk free bet on the USA money line, and I was like, "Shit! If they lose, I get my money back. If they somehow happen to win, I actually end up because they were like plus three forty. I was like, "Shit! I'll I'll win that plus whatever I bet on the Netherlands and more." So I was like, "You know what? I hedged it." I was just like, I mean, if they're giving me the free bet, like the risk free, if they're going to pay me back afterwards anyway. So that was a win win. So, you know. You're anti anti patriotic. Yeah. I am not anti patriotic. I love my country. And you get on here and you're like, no more of a walk than the U.S. losing. Hey, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. When USA basketball be doing their thing, you know, I'm like, USA, USA. (laughs) <laughs> LeBron's on that team. Well, not anymore, I guess. So. Not anymore, bro. Not anymore. What made you think the Netherlands was a lock, though? You you've been watching the Netherlands play? No, I've just I I, I, know, you, I know that you I wanted to make sure this fucking fake was coming out your ass or not. <laughs> no, just a fucking you, hater. <laughs> you know it was funny. Uh, freaking on our group message, declare uh, the gridiron. You know, Cody Green. Hate to blow him on the spot like this. Cody Green was uh, on there, you know, talking about, you know, America this, America that. Yeah, like he has all this patriotic pride. And then he texts me on the side because he thought I'm the one that said something. That's when I got dragged into something I hadn't 
like I was in my honeymoon, bro. Like what, what is going on here? And so he texted me on the side about something. And then he just started ragging on the U the USA national, the U S national team. And I'm like, which one is it, bud? Are you, are you patriotic, but ragging on your team? But at the same time, I was like, aren't you Australian? I, I don't know. But is this, uh, is this you trying to like say, hey, you know, I'm not that bad of a guy yeah. because at least I rip publicly the U.S. and there's he's other people his, that go behind other people's backs. He's hedging his take. I, I, I keep it a buck. I'm hedging my take. You are hedging your take. <laughs> that's exactly what you're doing. That ass. Uh, that's, that's a good one. That was a good one. How was, Bars. Uh, how was the... The honeymoon trip. All I saw was videos of pumping your own margaritas. <laughs> That's all I saw. The like, side I bicycle, just riding a bike, just pumping margaritas all day. That's what they're doing. So, um, all right, we're about to turn into a travel, temporarily turn into a travel podcast right now. But, Lord, if I had to rate that vacation on a scale of one to ten, to fucking fifty. All right, that good. shit was that shit was that shit was amazing. Um, Could you imagine if he said like a seven. <laughs> <laughs> I rate my honeymoon a seven. <laughs> no, it, it's kind of crazy because like uh, when we when we booked it and everything. First of all, I felt we booked it like in February, so that, it was like so long ago. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to be that. Right. You got to be ahead of the game. You got to be ahead of the game. Like that, the swim up suite with our own private pool. There's only. Five. I think there's only six of those in the whole. Jeez. Yo. The whole resort. So, um, <clears throat> but as soon as we, as soon as we got there, dude, like, it was just, it was funny because like we're like having a difficult time because I thought I I could just get there and order an Uber, and you know, piece of cake, boom boom, Uber from the airport to the resort was eight bucks. What? essentially um yeah dominican's cheap um eight bucks essentially you know i ordered it kind of was a pain to under to find out where the guy was at because apparently they don't have specific uber spots at the airport and whatnot so you have to go meet them somewhere specific spot mm. and that was a whirlwind and it was just like frustrating and then the guy hits us with the oh hey so you're going into uh we're in putacana so the area is called capcana which is um it's like i didn't know this but it's like security guards and stuff like you gotta it's very secured it's an area of putacana that's very secured um and he was just talking about, yeah, when you go in there, like you get no service. What? Uh, essentially, he hustled us. Said like, we had to pay him twenty bucks, like U.S. dollars. <laughs> but for what? For the Uber, he he had me cancel the Uber, and then like he pay him twenty bucks. Any of this? He hustled you into doing this. He hustled. Yeah. I mean, we we were already. He literally told us as we were in the car already. Like I'm just like, and honestly. And honestly, the thing was, the only reason I kind of like said, fuck it, whatever, is because he was actually, 20 bucks was actually pretty cheap. Um, the lowest I've seen other than that was 30 bucks. 30, 35. It's because 
they're they're just trying to take advantage. You, they know you're trying to get a ride. You're going to this nice place. You got a little money. You know what I mean? So it's it's just well, and they think you have a little money. They yeah. think, yeah. You you make them think a little bit. Make them think you have a little money. So I was like, whatever. You're you're cheaper than the cheapest option I've seen anyway. So whatever. And so that was a whole frustrating process. But once we got there, dude, we got there and the lobby is just obviously it's a in the Dominican Republic, it's it's open air. I guess that's the right way to say it. Like just open. Um and smart thing is they had the lobby on the third floor. So that way you get all the breeze, like because if you're at the bottom, you don't get so much of a breeze. You go higher and higher, you get more of that breeze. Bro, those bellboys need some tips. I don't know what you're paying the Uber driver for. The bellboys hauling it up three floors down the lobby. That's crazy. Well, I mean, they have elevators. Um, God, but they have elevators, dude. As as soon as we get there, it's just like you got a bunch of people, right, dude? The service. I think. It, it it ruined like my life is ruined now because I will never get as great service as we got there. Like I know I'm like, man, I'm gonna go back to America and I'm not even Fuck gonna get America. it. Be able, I'm not gonna be able to I'm not gonna be able to get like a freaking soccer and the service sucks everywhere. God damn it. It's like I can't even get a can't even get a water refill. <laughs> and <laughs> But yeah, as soon as we got there, they, dude, they had us go. We didn't know this. We got like, there's the regular stuff. And then we got the club level stuff. We didn't even know. We thought we got the regular stuff. So our check-in spot with the concierge or the front desk people was in the bar. <laughs> so they gave us, the first thing they did was make us these drinks. I don't know what they are. They were purple, but it was delicious. It was purple and delicious. Oh, yeah. That's what that is. Yeah, it's essentially. (laughs) Instead of adios, it's like, hola, (laughs) motherfucker. And uh, you get checked in. We had our own butler. My boy, Luis. Shout out, Luis. Uh, Cool dude. Um, Essentially, he wasn't like a butler butler where you're just like, butler, can I get some water, please? No, not one of those. It's uh, it was more of a he just helps you with uh, just a setting everything up essentially. So like for our massages that we wanted to set up with the spa, we just tell him, hey, we wanna we wanna go to the spa this day around this time. It's like okay, and then he just hits us back later. Like all right, your reservations at this time, all that good stuff. So that that started well already, and. I mean, y'all saw the videos of the uh, sweet, gorgeous. You see the beach right out the freaking thing. It's paradise. That's all I could say is paradise. The food banged. The service was, some dude said, said it perfectly. He's like, it's like psychic service. They just know what you want and before you even want it. And boom, you're handed, as soon as you think of it, bam, you're handed it. And it's just like, Dude, for all inclusive, it's it, it was pretty. There's a lot of things to do. Um, the food, you know, usually food and drinks are kind of like they kind of get half assed on these all inclusives. Bro, you know what was half assed? Your fucking paintings. paintings, bro. Your paintings half assed, bro. 
I saw that shit all over social media, bro. You tried to draw a bat. My man just drew a fucking subtraction line. That's what that was. It's just there's no bend, there's no wings, there's nothing, just a line. Hey man, I, I just wasn't gifted with the talent of painting That's not or gift. art. That's just like I don't even know how many margaritas you had look, sitting there. But look, yeah, look, this takes, is the hard part. Look, it takes it's to do what you did. Look, look. This dude, all I, I figured he would go like step by step. So he did for like the first two steps, which was the background, the whole background, and then the blending of part of it. And then next thing you know, like by the time I finally finished that, the whole piece is done. His whole piece is done. I'm like, dude, how, what? I, Wait, like, turn. Back up, back up, back up. Yeah, I turned my head for like a minute, dude. Jesus. Yeah, I hate to criticize after you did it two weeks ago, but I love to criticize because you made the moon the size of my fist on a just regular computer Dude. paper. The moon was huge. <laughs> so background on that. So I was trying to give it the correct color. So I would like take the paintbrush and circle. But every time I circled, I realized I just made it bigger and bigger and bigger and it wasn't getting any more color. And I was just like, yeah, I think I'm just going to stop. But it was already like half the painting. Yeah, I think it's, Alejandro sent me that. I was like, yeah, this is what did you say? You said what did you say? I think I it was remember. like something like it was like this is not David's skill or something where we learned that David can't oh, draw or something. Because like in the wedding, the the DJ was like, "Oh, who's more this? Oh, who's always late?" You know, and whenever he was like, "Who's more artistic?" We're like, "Oh, David, David got that one in the bag." David's you know, David's fucking creative. He's artistic. Nope, man, you had us bamboozled, bro. Bro, I think you got one of those, by the way, sitting in the wedding. I think you got one of those, and it was the one that's always on time, or like or it who's was the one that's on like who's the one that's on time? For, yeah, who's who's ready first or something like that? It was like no, a total, I got the, who's, yeah. who's the more patient one? I got the more patient, right? Uh, there was a, no, I don't think so. <laughs> oh I man, that shit was rigged. <laughs> like raising her thing, and I was like. Damn, is David can get one of these? And then the creative one came up. I was like, oh, David's more creative. And then, nope. And I was like, okay. And then it was like, who's ready first? So I was like, oh, this is David, obviously. Like, unless he takes a bath and I don't know about it. So that was that was pretty funny. But yeah, Alejandro made that comment. You, you and my eyes are the more creative one. But after that drawing, you're not artistic. I think there's a difference. Y'all hey. never done painting with a twist? Uh, yeah. One time, but they actually... Painting with a twist, they actually like slow down go step by step with you they don't just do the background and then just take off and you're just like wait what flick paint on there and it's all done. <laughs> well because apparently it's not just like the actual painting it's just how you like mia was telling me like on the last one i'm i'm, I'm upset i didn't get a picture of the last one mia actually got a there was a bunch of people this time it was on at, at nighttime and they had a contest of the top three Mia won one of the top three prizes. Hey, give uh, but that turned out to be actually my best one of the whole trip. It actually wasn't that bad, but it was the sun. Like, it was the sun fucking you up. He tried blaming yeah, the yeah, sun. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah it was the sun. Because Mia was not sitting right next to him or anything. No, on this one, she felt bad for me. She actually was like doing some of it for me. Well, that's why it was the best one. Okay, I did like 90% of the work. The background? 
you made your own margaritas. You did the painting. Pretty neat. How um, long were you there for? Six days. Wow. Six like full days or including travel? <laughs> uh, including travel? Oh, I guess nice. six nights six nights at the hotel at the resort. That's sick. Yeah, it, it it was one of those where the first vacation where I felt like at first I thought six days, man, that's a long yeah. time to be on vacation. Not over there, dude. It's like it was I felt like the perfect amount of time. By the time that last day came on Friday, I was just like, I love this place and I'm ready to go home. Not, Not rushing. Hard, like <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready oh, to go home, America. but, but uh, it was just, it, it was paradise. I mean, it was so relaxing. It was fun. Um, so many things to do. The food was just fantastic. Uh, Mia is now a big fan of plantains. Oh, nice. <laughs> Huge fan. Well, she didn't like plantains before? Plantains well, she just never had them before. Oh. And, and the nice thing was, was that, you know, I'm going, you know, me being a fat ass, the food, bro, like the food was very filling, but it wasn't like greasy stuff, greasy yeah, stuff, like literally everywhere, but America, you go anywhere else and the food is actually like quality made. Like, it just tastes correct. <laughs> yeah, true. True. Correctly. It's like for, for, for instance, uh, spinach dip, dude, the spinach dip was amazing. And the best part was it wasn't served with like greasy as tortilla chips. They had plantain chips and oh, yuca yeah. chips and it was just like, Oh yeah. It was perfect. And, um, Oh, and one of the good things too, is that, um, the badass things, I guess the little details, I guess, uh, that I found is that they all, every time they come across you or they greet you, they put their right hand, like right arm over like their heart, their left side and kind of like, hello, like bow a little bit, like, hello, sir. How are you doing? Like they all do. It's like their thing or whatever. It's kind of like, I thought of it. It's like the, what kind of forever, but more of the, like the peaceful, like loving. Hola. Como estas? I would recommend it to anybody, everybody and anybody you, you need to go. You need to go. What's the name of it again? Hyatt Zalara, Capcana. Where's it at? Capcana? It's in Punta Cana, Dominican Republic. Okay, let me ask you the Spanish question. Let's educate the people because we have two Spanish speakers on here and we never ask any Spanish culture questions or Spanish word questions. So Punta, <laughs> like Punta Madre's motherfucker, right? No, 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 no. What is it? No. P-U-T-A is the one, the, the bad word. P-D- P-U-T-A. P-U-T-A. Okay. Puta. Puta. Punta with yeah. the N. But it, with an N, what does it mean then? Punta is like tip or point. Mm-hmm. Oh. So it would be like tip of the pen. Yeah, that's true. Punta. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Punta. But you don't, I mean, you, you don't want to say that. <laughs> no. You, sure you, you, why, why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? You, you want to emphasize the like, Make sure you word. emphasize the N. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying, I'm saying the curse word. I'm saying. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. But that's how you say it. And it's like, and it's, is it one of those words that you just like, you just don't say because it's really bad or raunchy or is it not? It's just kind of, because fuck in English is kind of whatever at this point, right? Like shit, fuck. I mean, there's a lot of curse words. I think they're kind of whatever. I um, mean, it's just, it, it depends on where you're at, you know? Well, yeah, but I mean like, 
you know, if I like, if I call you an asshole, that's nothing. But if I were to call you, I don't know, the c word or something, which I don't like saying, I feel like that that carries more weight. Does this does yeah. this word carry weight? Like if no. I were to call you it, no, it depends. So, like, it's, it's literally like saying fuck. Like, let's say I'm doing something, like puta. You know what I mean? Like, oh fuck. Okay. So like, you you do say it like that. This this is pretty much like direct to fuck. Is there is there like a is there fucker like? Is it like you call your buddy a fucker? Is that like an asshole? Is there anything like that? No, but okay. So th- this may differentiate a little bit. Like a puta would be kind of like when you say like fuck. Okay. But if if, you're, if I'm calling David, like I'll be like puto. That's 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 uh, a little bit. Uh, okay, so that's like you're like giving him that. Okay, puto. that's fine words. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. That's the one you don't want to say with the O. Yeah, unless or- uh, unless there's a goal kick about to occur. Uh, I just heard that. I I figured I'd ask because, yeah, white person trying to learn Spanish. Um, it does sound pretty similar, so yeah, it does. Uh, I can see how you sat there, mighty confused. Like man, I've just heard it, and I figured it was a really good opportunity for me to ask. Like you know, I figured they wouldn't be naming countries. Fuck, like I'm not that. (laughs) I just knew I had something wrong. So you take out the N, and all of a sudden you have the F word. So there you go. Yeah, you never know. Um, I watched Brazil whoop up on somebody today. Was it Korea or something? Yeah, it was I looked Korea. over. It was like four to zero at forty five minutes. I, I had the, on the U.S. No, I, I I was gonna say, I was hoping you let me go one more time because I had the best transition ever. The best transition ever. Best transition. Go for it. Um. So first, uh, two things. First, it's kind of funny because we actually ran into a couple. That was from Texas, mm. Houston area, actually. And um, they were telling us how, yeah, they, they asked the, um, they would ask bartenders and stuff like, oh, do y'all get a lot of people from Texas? And they're like, no, not really at all. And then that kind of opened our eyes. We realized, man, everybody we've talked to, Canadian, Ohio, New York, like people in real cold trying to escape the cold for a little bit. And they were kind of like, yeah, I just think like Texans just haven't really discovered the Dominican Republic yet. I'm like, for real, they're too busy going to Cancun and Cabo over and over again. And I'm like, Texas sleep, bro, because I I feel like this is one of the few places where, you know, it's 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 a nice paradise and it's easy to get to. It's a 15 minute ride, a car ride from the airport. You don't got to take no boats or nothing. Now, Cabo and Cancun, yes, same thing. I've never been to Cabo and Cancun, so we'll see. That, that's up. Yeah, that's real nice, too. Mm. It's so nice. nice. And the second thing, I got my first massage ever. Ever. And, dude, first of all, <laughs> she, she was doing my calf, and I caught the meanest Charlie horse ever, <laughs> Oh yeah, that's happened to me, dude. It sucks. It's sucks. honestly, honestly, she was going pretty like pretty deep, and I was just like, you know what? I don't want to say anything because it it wasn't that bad. I could take it, and I was you like, you know what? It, you. It, it 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 made it, it like I was like maybe it's making me better. And then next thing you know, my calf just went, and I was like, oh. But the thing was like. <laughs> You know, I'm not wearing any clothes, so I can't just get up and walk around like to stretch it out. Like I'm just stuck on the on the thing. Like, and then both 
my masseuse, Mia, and Mia's masseuse were they're all looking at me like, Are you okay? I'm like, Yeah, I'm good. Just got Charlie Horse. Just Charlie Horse. I don't know who gets Relax. cramps during massages, but I guess I'm, that's me. <laughs> Relax, but, David. Jeez. Yeah, that was that was like intense. But that was at the very beginning. After that, dude. Oh my god, dude. You relax. It's it's, it's it's just like it's a you're taken to a different dimension. Like I was like asleep but awake at the same time. I was I was snoring, bro. Like I was snoring, and me was like, you know, you're snoring. I was like, yeah, I can hear myself. I'm awake but then at the same time i felt like i was it was just ultimate relaxation and then i woke up they were like okay well uh we're gonna step out y'all can go ahead and change whatever and i'm just like in heaven and i'm like what the fuck made deshaun watson so horny during this time like the last thing i was thinking about is like hey girl you want some over and check out this flagpole I got working here. Yeah, that was the last thing. I, I was just like still in just this space between time and yeah, you know. <laughs> and uh yeah, I was like, hmm. Ironic that this happens the week he comes back. <laughs> Funny enough, dude, I've had I don't even know how many massages over the last like year since I got the surgery. And even like on my knees, so like up up my quad and hamstring and everything like that, never. Like never even got a, a flinch of that. Every single time I stood up like you, Dave, I'm like, this is I'm very relaxed. This is nice. Bro, they get so, they get up in there, bro. They oh, get yeah. up in there. They, oh, they yeah. they're like close. I'm like, woman, if please don't move this cover anymore, or else like I'm gonna flash you and I don't wanna do that. <laughs> but I, like uh, yeah, I, I was just like, it's like Deshaun Watson, bro. You, you a freak. He looked like a guy who hadn't played seven or football in seven hundred days on Sunday. Yeah. That's for sure. I don't know if you watched him, David, but he was, yeah, not really himself. I sure. was very, I was very excited um, to see Nick Chubb run for three hundred plus yards on the Texans' last ranked rush defense, and they said. You know what? We have Deshaun Watson. Even though it's his first game, we're just gonna freaking pass the ball. We're just gonna keep passing the ball. And I was just freaking sitting there yelling at the TV. Um, yeah, that was very frustrating to me. But very sloppy start for Deshaun Watson. Um, Defense bailed him out. Yep. I mean, yeah, it's the Texans. I mean, scored twenty four points. I mean, the first play, the first play was a freaking like, what was that? The tight end tried to catch it. He oh, caught it, but, but it bounced off his arm up to the air for an interception. I'm just like, dude. Wildest start to a game I've seen. I texted um, y'all that. You get on me for not texting, and I texted y'all that. I was like, this is wild if you're not seeing this. Yeah, I'm just like, dude, on the first play, I was just like, oh, yeah, Nick Chubb time. Time for him to grind out his 300 yards, and they don't they don't even run the ball. They're just like, no, we want Deshaun Watson to do everything. I'm just like, God, <sighs> damn it. Get Jacoby Brissett back in. For real. But they snuck past and won somehow. Um, apparently, they had the accusers in the – in the suite? Was that for real? Is that not ball sack sports for real? I saw that too. <laughs> I'm just no like, dude, I'm, sports. So, I'm so skeptical about things now because of ball sack sports, bro. Like you Absolutely. read something 
And you're like, there's no way. And then you get people like Stephen A who get duped by Ballsack Sports. All the time. So, like, what am I going to do? I got to look at it, and I can't trust anything now. But apparently, if we're not getting sacked right now, then they uh, they had the accusers in the... It's a great name for an account. It's yeah. Ballsack Sports. You get sacked. It's perfect. Um, but I, I thought that was incredibly bizarre uh, that they were there. Um, but... Glad he's Who hosted back. them? Like, why were the like? It had to be the attorney, uh, Busby. Had hmm. to be. I mean, who else would it be? Right? I mean, yeah. they're gonna use their settlement money to go watch the guy that like inappropriately touched them. So sorry, but uh, I got to do a quick celebration because <laughs> I put in a bet for this Monday night football game for Tampa Bay to end the first quarter. Winning by one to six points, and they were up three zero. Bitches, let's go! All right, continue. Uh, very bizarre though that you know the accusers were there, and you know the Texans are a dumpster fire. I don't know if I told you this before the season, David, but they are one in ten right now, and I think we were talking about how they were going to get four more wins. So they're one in ten and one, but one in ten. Uh, pretty good weekend of football though overall. Like any anybody want to shout out any games they really liked? Well, I want to shout you out for just like letting me have my like little five seconds and then continuing on like nothing happened. That was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> I genuinely enjoyed college football a lot this past weekend. Um, I think it was very dramatic. Uh, you know, started off Friday night. I get back in Friday night. Bust on that USC and uh, Utah. That? And Utah just mopping the floor with them. I'm like, ooh, okay. Trauma. TCU, Kansas State. Kansas State pulling, pulling it off, even though I missed my bet. Ooh. Drama. And, yeah, it was, it, I think it was a great weekend of college football. Um, and I think most of all, this whole TCU losing and then USC losing the whole thing about being punished essentially for going to your championship game rather than, you know, the whole Ohio state, they just sat at home and got put into the playoffs because USC lost. It's so poetic in sports. And that's why I love sports. You know, people were so opposed to the expansion of the college football playoff. And I feel like this year was really a big year on showing this is why we need 12. We need, well, I don't know if we need 12 teams, but I was like, we need an expansion because I don't, I mean, I'm not a big USC guy. I mean, they're, I don't think they're that good, but kind of sucks. USC got flopped out because they actually played in their championship game when they could have just sat on the sidelines. I, I, I mean, it, it's just funny how that happens. Just like how the first year the college football playoff happened, the fourth-ranked Ohio State is the one to win it all. That's what I kind of hmm. compare hmm. it to. Hmm. Interesting. You know, it in the last, you came back with some heat, man. That is a great, great like little segment bit right there. I agree with you. I have been against this college football expansion. For I don't even know how long now because it promotes competition. Every loss matters, things like that. That is a fantastic point. 
you have five power the power five conferences you only have four slots and so you you're right you're at a disadvantage if you go to the championship game and you lose that game because somebody sitting at home could have an opportunity to take your spot that's bullshit you go and you're the second in your conference and you lose the opportunity to play in the playoffs i agree with you there needs to be an expansion i don't know about 12 but at least eight I mean, we have and, to have, if there's five conferences, we have to have at least five slots. And here, here's my take with the, since there's going to be 12. And I want to get you guys' um, views on this. So I was saying, I believe, too, if you do the 12, 12 teams, which is going to happen in 2024, I think all Power Five conferences, whoever wins their, uh, you know, their championship game, they should get automatic bids. And then the seven at large. And I was saying, would you think if they did, if they've been doing that system where the five, five power five get automatic bids, kind of like a college basketball, do you think it would, you would still see Texas, Oklahoma move over to the SEC? Do you think it'll promote more equally even? conferences and not just have everybody go to the sec and big 10 and have just two giganto conferences. Cause now it's like, Oh, if I'm Oklahoma, I should stay in the big 12 and beat up on these little guys. So I can go to college football playoff every year. Exactly. Now that you answered your own question, like it, uh, it perfect again. Uh, no, but I, I, I wanted to get y'all's take on, it. I thought it was like, you know, me, I always think I have great ideas, but they're not always that great. No, I think it's I think it's a good idea because you're right. Like you strength of schedule is a huge thing right now. And so any way to get your strength of schedule harder and still compete and be in that conversation at the end of the year is going to be beneficial for any program, Texas and Oklahoma included. So if you extend it to 12 right now, sitting at 12 is Washington. And then you have 11 Kansas State, Penn State's at nine, Utah's at seven. I mean, you have a lot of these schools that are kind of would never really have a chance in the top four, to be honest. And now they do. And so there's no reason for them to move and the strength of schedule is less of a conversation, at least for the top, you know, 10, let's say probably the bottom, you know, four or so probably strength of schedule is a big conversation. But like you said, the top five you take from the conferences probably have four or five that are, or th- I would say three to five that are pretty much locks. And then the remaining two or four is the strength of schedule, you know, going through like, did they lose this game? Who lost to who that? I think it's a great idea. I like 12. I, I kind of, I think I said at one point, push the fucking button, just send it to 64, like March madness, dude. I think that'd be awesome. If we did March well, always, madness. I, I always thought 12 was a perfect number because you have the near six bowls. And there's six six bowl games, so six times two is twelve. I feel like every near six bowl now is equally as, I guess, um, I don't know, relevant. valuable, valuable, yeah. relevant, etc. Whereas I, w- I was thinking, if you do like an eight team, ten team, you're gonna have that one bowl, New Year's six bowl that gets left out. That's it's it's just weird. That's probably like, why and, they did it that way. Yeah, and because you you don't want to be like imagine all the other bowls being playoff games and then you got the Rose Bowl. <laughs> the Rose Bowl is just the is just the scrub game all y'all didn't get in. How cute playing the Rose Bowl, but you can't have the Rose Bowl as like the scrub game. You got to have the Rose Bowl as the granddaddy of them all. 
I think it's funny that we look at this, though, and I don't know much about college football playoff history as much as probably the next college football Twitter guru. Um, but it almost feels like when we make the expansion to the 12-team playoff that we're almost going backwards in a way because we're creating relevancy in all the New Year's Six Bowls, which prior to the college football playoffs, they were all relevant. All, all of the New Year's Six Bowls are relevant. So now we're, we implemented this new playoff system. We realize okay, this is great, but now we have to make all these things relevant again. And so we make all the New Year's Six Bowls relevant again. And then what's the next step? And I'm just going to be curious watching the history of the BCS and how they did their top 25 and how we now do the college football top 25 in the future years. Because I think it's going to be a pretty similar structure. We just essentially rebranded it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, it's going to be nice for SEC teams. Oh, yeah. Now you can actually get into the playoff and not you know lose to alabama and you're like all right well great there goes our year cool every year let's go um but yeah i'm I'm pretty pumped for it i I didn't think i would be until like i really watched the games this weekend and saw the drama that happened and all the drama that's going on and honestly i just want to see all these teams like i want to see kansas state see if they can keep this going like how far can they take this and and my way too early hot take 2024. It's going to be somebody out of the top four outside of the top four that wins the whole thing. I'm, I'm thinking like a six, seven, eight seed. Probably USC. Or I was thinking more of like a SEC team that like. Oh, okay. So specific, like AM. No, nah, not AM. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more of like maybe a. Uh, Ole Miss or something. Vanderbilt. <laughs> oh Lord, Vanderbilt. Dak's coming back, Mississippi State. <laughs> but as far as this year, the actual college football playoff, you know, one Georgia, two Michigan, three TCU, four Ohio State. What What do y'all think of that? Alejandro, you haven't said anything. What do you think of that? I don't know. I mean. I don't know. You don't know? Not, not on this one. You're talking about the current top four? Is that what you said, David? Yeah. yeah. The current one. Well, George is the best team in football. Yeah. Right? And they have a you know 29-year-old as their quarterback, so he's basically <laughs> Tom Brady out there for college football. I'm surprised they didn't slide out. Well, I am, but I'm not surprised that they slid. They didn't slide Alabama in there. Just kind of like throw them in there, like. Well, yeah. I think this is, Hopefully, yeah. nobody notices, and Alabama's in there. <laughs> yeah, we got Ohio State and Alabama sitting at four and five. I I'm put my ten full hat on, bro. This is this is one of those conspiracies that the the playoff committee they decided, okay, we can have two Big Ten teams, we're gonna have two SEC teams, and we've had two SEC teams for God knows how many years in a row. And so maybe they gave the edge to Ohio. State. I mean, they do have a better record, eleven and one to ten and two. So kind of hard I to argue that. Look, I mean, this is not a tinfoil hat. This is actually what happened. Georgia versus we can't give Alabama the number three seed. We can't. If they got in, they would have to be a four seed. Do we really want to see Georgia versus Alabama again? No. Okay. Cool. So, I guess what you, ideally what you would do for the most part, is what I thought would be the case is Ohio State slides in number three, 
TCU goes back to number four. But then again, you go, do we really want to see Michigan, Ohio State again? We just saw it two weeks ago. And then TCU get crushed by Georgia. Georgia. Like, uh, you know what? Let's let TCU stay on number three, number four. Let's get some fresh matchups in here. And there you go. It makes sense, like, schedule or uh, um, record wise. 13-0, 13-0, 13 0, 13 0, 12 and 1, 11 and 1, and then Alabama being 10 and 2. So, I mean, it's the one loss teams right there, and TCU has one more win than they do somehow. But yeah. If the, if the committee if the committee thought it was hard getting the four best teams, imagine how hard it is when you actually have to watch 12 teams and pick out which are the best 12 teams. Because everybody knows who the best four is. That's easy. Once you get to six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 11, 12, who's 12 and who's 13? Oh, Lord. Wake Forest or uh, uh, North Carolina? <laughs> That's what I was saying about like the bottom like four of that top 12 is going to be all strength of schedule. Like the competition the, or the pissed off energy that we have towards like four and five right now, I feel like that's just going to be transferred to like a 10, 11, 12 because you're going to have the locks. So you're saying the top five. And then the other ones are going to be like the Bamas, the Tennessees, the USC's, things like that, that are just outside. And then you'll have 9, 10, 11, 12. That'll be the ones where you're like, are we putting North Carolina in or do we put Wake Forest in? Like, who played who? Did somebody beat Clemson? And, you know, yada, yada. <laughs> somebody so, beat Clemson, yeah. So yeah. I, I think it's not going to be as dramatic because it's, I mean, it's not going to be any of the high profile. Uh, programs that are going to be there like why did they give us 12 <gasps> like no it's it's not going to be like that it's going to be like a freaking u of h over there like oh they put us at 13 they robbed us like no one cares dude no one the, cares uh, uh shit what was the name of that school in, in florida um ucf oh ucf yeah ucf uh, <laughs> the quote-unquote the quote-unquote national champions because they were undef- quote-unquote undefeated. Yeah, and the Underwater American Conference. I don't remember. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, uh, I will say um, that's going to be interesting when Texas and Oklahoma go to the SEC. Um, Cincinnati, UCF, U of H. forgot the other school that are going to the Big 12. Uh, I think it's Memphis? Uh, no, it's not Memphis. Uh kind of sucks some tip of my tongue but i can't Houston, cincinnati byu central florida byu byu the mormons there we go so it, it's going to be interesting like seeing those guys come up like okay well, welcome to the big leagues now you're getting called up let's see how you can do uh, central florida cincinnati Houston's another, I mean, Houston's had some good players in the past honestly i mean they've, they've had ed oliver he's not a bad player BYU had Zach Wilson, not a bad player, but the Cincinnati actually had uh, Sauce Gardner. I think was the one that went there last year or two years ago. No, last year oh, really? he got drafted. Yeah, I think check that for me. I'm about, I'm about to that. blow your fucking mind with my knowledge right here. Sauce Gardner, pretty sure went to Cincinnati. Um, Sauce Gardner. They, how about that? How about that? Huh? Who day? Who day? Yeah, I like I like it though. You, I mean, finally they'll get a shot at the actual national championship, Central Florida. But who really gives a fuck? At the, I mean, once Texas and Oklahoma leave, like who actually cares about the Big Twelve? 
TCU and Baylor Baylor fans. That's it. Like TCU and Baylor. I mean, no, I I still like them because obviously I have family ties. Um, but I mean, I'm looking here. Yeah, I mean, Tech, Kansas. Yeah, I think I think you should change your Twitter name to Big, like the B one G Alex Alexander, yeah, or Big know. Alex, because you're just a big Big Ten Big Twelve guy over there. You're just you're just a big guy. Just, you watch I'm just a big guy. <laughs> you just you watch you 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 watch Fox College Football Saturdays because they. Joel Clatt. <laughs> oh man! But you think about going to the Peach Bowl? Isn't it in in Atlanta, Mercedes Stadium? At- Atlanta. Ugh. All right, sorry. If A and M was going to be Joel there, Clatt, dude, but... Joel Clatt gets me going. Joel Clatt gets me going. <laughs> bro, it gets me I going, like, bro. Saturday I feel like that's really like I I've sl- I don't know why it took me so long to realize. I'm like, oh shit! It's kind of like Fox with their trying to. You know, for the audience with Big Ten and Big Twelve versus ESPN, who has like everybody else, including the SEC. Kind like, good Amazon's luck, bud. Hop in there. Facebook's gonna lose a couple under a hundred billion on this investment too. For oh, Kenneth playing the Steelers Browns Thursday night, dude. You remember that like the third week, and we're like, what did what did Jeff invest in here? Like, what are we watching? <laughs> Nobody who- gave a shit. It was impossible to see it. <laughs> Like, I don't know what's worse, that or the Broncos getting so many uh, primetime games at the beginning of the year, bro. <laughs> like, the Broncos. Did you, the Broncos. bro? The, I this, I didn't even watch the game. The score of the Ravens Broncos ten to nine. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> like, dude, supposed to be only only the Broncos can make the Ravens only score ten points, and then the Broncos only score nine points, dude. AFC West was supposed to be one of the greatest divisions in football history this year, and they fucking suck. It's so if if it's not the Chiefs, it's unbearable to watch. I mean, the Chargers with Brandon Staley, like you have every piece in your five hundred. What is wrong with you? That's the Raiders, huh? Dude, crazy. So I should know. None of my fantasy players showed up this week. You know what? I think I think this might be the division. We were talking about this AFC West division being the best in history. A lot of people were saying that. I think out of these four teams, we might have three new head coaches next year. Yeah, probably. Sorry, everybody except for the Chiefs. Yeah, everybody except the Chiefs. McDaniel Wright is with with the Raiders, and then the Broncos Hackett, which Nathaniel Hackett should have been fired today. I mean, he's just awful. He should have been fired after week one. Well, yeah, I'm just talking because we can't go backwards in time. So he should be fired today. I mean, it is... 8.20 8.20 p.m., Monday, December 5th, he needs to be fired at 8.21 p.m., December 5th. Uh, terrible, terrible head coach. But, hey, hope he's a good guy. Um, so, it, it's funny because it, it kind of we thought the AFC West was going to be the best division. We probably thought the NFC East was going to be the worst division. Uh, I really thought it was going to be the AFC South was probably going to be the worst division. I mean, uh, uh, sorry, I forgot. Uh, well, no, I mean, the Jags and the Texans, dude. I mean, am I which one's worse, the Jags and the Texans or Giants and Commanders? You could throw in the Colts, too. No, I'm just saying, like, you compare those two, those, those two franchises to those two franchises. Yeah, I mean, Washington Commanders really suck, but so do the Texans. 
So do I like the Giants or do I like the Jags more? And I like the Giants more. I think they're just better. And that's not even yeah. based on the record. I just think in general, like when you compare the, franchise, the four franchises. So yeah, I thought it'd be them. Another horrible division is the NFC West, though. The NFC West is terrible this year. So and Hard Knocks is, you know. Dude, the Rams. The Rams are trash. Yeah, um, the Rams are trash. Hard dude. Ball. Well, they got what's his name? His he's injured now, right? Um yeah, Stafford. Aaron Donald missed his first game due to injury. Really? Yeah, it was his first game of his career missed due to injury. Of his career? Of his career, dude. That's insane. That's insane. Um, freaking. Oh, excuse me. I had a burp there. Uh, damn. I had a thought and it just like freaking came and went. Uh, I said, they, uh, John, John? Mr. Relevant against the Dolphins." Oh, oh, I was gonna. I was gonna say, um. Motherfucking Pete Carroll needs to win coach of the year. Coach of the century. I agree, dude. I like, agree with that. Nobody thought anything of this Seattle team. Nothing. Dude, seven and five. Yeah. They had some bad losses, though. They lost the Falcons. Yeah, they do. Like, lost the Raiders. They beat the Bucks. They did beat the Bucks. They lost. They beat the, the Lions. Saints. They beat they the Cardinals, the Giants. <laughs> I thought I thought after that I thought after like a couple weeks Gino Gino was gonna be riding back for sure. Oh yeah, With he still ain't right back. He still ain't right back. Yeah, he still hasn't right back. Probably the greatest line ever said by anybody, including Jay Z. I mean, I, I I do say it pretty regularly. You're right back. No. I ain't right back though. <laughs> how cl- how clean is that? Did he come up with that? Did we figure that out? Was that like a bar from somewhere? Or did he come up with that? He came up with it, dude. That's too clean. He he had to come up with it on the spot too. It was too clean to like be pre. I don't know. Dude, pre, that was like that super hot like, fire. Everybody's like, oh. <laughs> glasses jacket exactly shirt. Was, Call dude. me glasses jacket shirt, man. <laughs> Call me dude, great, great video. Um, man, what else we got on the on the slate here? Yeah, what, uh, what else happened this week in the NFL? What, tell me, tell me about this Trey Young thing. What happened? What happened? To the, the Trey Young thing. We can go back to the NFL, but what, what's going on? Yeah, I, I hadn't heard this either. So he missed a game. Well, not like missed a game. He wasn't there for the game. Well, he missed a game, but he wasn't there for the game due to personal personal things. So then the interviewer is interviewing him. And he kind of badgers him about it. So he asked him one time, "Hey, uh." And dude, and he he pretty much says like your teammate had a boot on, but he still showed up to the game to to support his guys. Uh, is there any reason that like you know, seeing that you were healthy, that you didn't show up to the game to support your guys? And I mean, Trey Young, he was just like, hey, uh, it was personal reasons. Something stay personal. They need to stay personal. You know, I, I wouldn't expect an outsider to to come into it and understand. And dude, he just kept badgering. He had to, he asked him again. He was, you know, like, oh, can you talk to us about what kind of personal things they were? It's like, no, nah, bro, they're personal. Yeah, it's hard for people who don't know the full situation to understand it. Like I said, it's a private matter made public, which was unfortunate. If it stayed private, it probably wouldn't have been as big of a deal. Like I said, it's unfortunate. My job and my goal is to win a championship, and that's all I'm focused on. So he basically just, like, didn't show up for the game. Yeah, pretty much. And it was just right like... like Kyrie Irving shit. But it was it was the thing that was weird was the on the press conference that guy asked him back to back like three times. 
like about it. Like he he was just like, I mean, it was personal reasons. And then the guy was like, well, your teammate uh, was injured and he had a boot on, but he still showed up for his guys. Like pretty much like undermining his leadership. It's like, damn, dude. Yeah, he's just hunting for that clickbait. Yeah. I feel bad for the fucking uh, athletes now, man. Honestly, I mean, they get paid all this money. It's great, but the amount of bullshit they have to put up with on a day-in, day-out basis is unbelievable. Think about See, that. Like, you, you're trying to say, like, you know, you could, he could have come out and said, you know, my mom died, and, like, that would have been it. But, like, he just kept saying, you know, personal reasons, personal reasons. Imagine your boss just pestering you, like, why? Like, what were you doing? What were you doing? horrible couldn't imagine i feel the same sentiment like th- I, I think the guy was just if he if he as soon as he says i mean it's a private matter man that should be the end of the conversation i mean at, at the oh, same yeah. time of course there are public figures and i mean they're the professional athletes but at the same point yeah he's right private stuff should remain private it shouldn't get out oh, yeah I, I share the same sentiment about man i think the reporter was crossing the line on that one absolutely oh, dude public 100%. figures have privacy yeah facts Public figures have privacy. Like it's it's, it's, not- it's like it's one thing for like some rumor or some something to get out specifically that you're trying to like, yo, like, you know, everybody's saying this, like what what actually happened? And you know, kind of getting him to reveal I guess this rumor or this yeah. leak. But for for nothing to even come out and him just being like, yo, dude, like it, it, it's it's a private matter. And just to keep badgering him over and over again, it's like, all right, bro, like, come on, dude. What, how thirsty are you for the freaking, you know, the click clickbait article and whatnot? I'm really interested to see the the years going forward, how the reporter job transitions, because we already see like a lot of mainstream media. Like we talked about this and kind of clowned on Undisputed for not getting Micah Parsons. But you have Pat McAfee who gets Aaron Rodgers every Tuesday. <laughs> It's already kind of translated. I mean, look at what we've been doing for three years. I mean, hell, we've been going almost... I don't know what day we started, David, but December 2019 is when we started Sliced Apples. So it's been going on three years. Um, You know, it's going to be... It's the new wave of media, at least on that front. So the reporters are next, man. I mean, because if you keep pushing these athletes and keep asking these questions that are just inappropriate. I mean, there's no if, answer, buts about it. It's inappropriate. Like, you you don't treat somebody that way. It's going to be interesting to see, man. Who's going to start reporting the news? You know, it's funny. Uh, I remember when we first started in December 2019, we were like, dude, we're doing it through like Discord, like through the computer, a podcast through the computer. That's so ghetto. No one does that. And then the pan- COVID-19 said, wait a minute, boom. And then it became the normal and we we're like, all right, cool. We good. And now it's just like, <laughs> It's it's a normal thing now for everyone to. Oh, I mean, yeah. geez, you watch ESPN and uh, all these shows and whatnot. Most of the time, they're not like they're not there. I was oh, watching yeah. P on the plane ride. I was watching PTI, and I was like, dude, I can't remember the last time I've seen Tony Kornheiser and uh, what's the other when, guy's uh, name? Uh, uh, Wilbon, Michael Wilbon. Well, Michael Wilbon, like actually, because I remember back in the day, they were at that desk every oh, yeah. single day, no matter what. I was like, man, I can't remember the last time I seen them both, like, not on a TV screen. But honestly, that was the first time I watched the show in a little bit. And I was like, man, this is probably one of the, still one of the realest shows still on ESPN. I feel like PTI, like Michael Wilbon and Tony Kornheiser, they're, they're those guys. 
And the fans of that show are diehards. Like they proudly say they're PTI fans. So yeah. 100%. Um I just want to touch on that though. Let's see. Only a couple other things. Let's talk the injuries or releases in the NFL and then we'll wrap up with prime time in Colorado. Uh so Jimmy G is done and Baker Mayfield is released. I love the mainstream media commentary about Baker Mayfield ending up in the 49er system. What do, what do we think of that? <laughs> that would be horrible. David, are they going to pick up Baker Mayfield? I wouldn't touch ten. <laughs> I wouldn't touch <laughs> Baker Mayfield with a ten foot pole, my dude. A hundred foot pole. <laughs> I would not even touch him. I wouldn't even dare. I wouldn't I even like looking at like the fact that I would be so upset <laughs> if I was John Lynch. I would be so upset with ESPN right now that their headline says just my team name and Baker Mayfield in the same headline. Like I would, I would throw a fit, dude. That's how far away I want to be from Baker Mayfield. That man doesn't even like America. <laughs> that man wore a Netherlands shirt on Saturday. I wear a Netherlands <laughs> shirt. Chill, bro. Hey, chill, I'm Netherlands not saying shirt. you. I'm saying Baker Mayfield wore a Netherlands shirt. That man doesn't want anything to do with America anymore. And I, I would trade for Davis Mills before I go. Before oh, yeah. I go sign Baker Mayfield, bro. Oh yeah, I trade for Jamie's Winston. Oh, well, they should go get Jamie's. I mean, Saints don't fucking want him. Which is fascinating because he got injured and lost his position due to that. And then his not really, yeah or no? You're saying no? I would sign somebody off the streets. I wouldn't trade anything. Well, I mean, no. You kind of look at the team they got right now. They literally got a Super Bowl contending, I mean, type of team. They do. Why why not just, you know, take the risk? What what if somebody, what if the Saints are like, hey, give give me a third round, fourth round? No. Fuck it. No, give me fifth or sixth round. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I'll give you some spare change for that one. Spare some change. I mean, I don't see them not taking that, dude. Just you give me whatever the fuck. Give me a bag of chips, Doritos. <laughs> who it. is the third string? Who who is the backup backup? For 49ers? For the 49ers, it's that kid that played yesterday, Brock or some shit, right? Yeah. Brody, something like that. Look at his name up. I don't remember. <laughs> I'll I'll uh, go get the kid. I'll go get the uh, Drew Locke from Seattle. Uh, that's that's my choice. I would go get him now. I'll get on the phone now with Seattle. You're calling uh, yeah. one quarterback. You're calling him Brock Purdy. Yeah, Purdy, 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 Purdy. Good. Hey, I am. That is like the first thing that popped up in my head. Go get Drew Locke. I'm calling Jameis, dude. Hundred percent. I'm calling. Yeah, Jameis. dude. Jameis is a close second, but I think I'd rather get the guy singing Jeezy on the sideline. I mean, no, I'd rather you got the guy Brendan Ayuk. We dubbed. Yeah, we dubbed. And you got I Brendan Ayuk. But that's what I'm saying. It's a very close second. Jameis is a very close second, but I'm just slightly leaning towards the Jeezy on the sideline. Dude, if I could I, get this in a 49ers uniform, that's all I need. It's just him just, just eating a dub in a 49ers uniform. I just feel like Jeezy on the sidelines promotes better culture. Mm-hmm. Um, eating dubs is a little corny. It's okay. a little corny. Okay. Entertaining for us on the fan on the fan side. Entertaining in the locker room. Uh, it's a culture problem. Okay, you lost me. No, I agree with him completely. I mean this this makes a, an insane amount of sense to me. <laughs> like an incredible amount of sense. Like I just sold you a Drew Lock. <laughs> Whatever amount of money I got to pay him just to be around me, I'll pay him because I'm that sold. <laughs> 
That's great. Uh, oh shit. Um, what do you think about Prime taking the Colorado job? Yay, nay. I I like it. Dude, fire. Did y'all see his uh his interview to the guys? I did. He he told him, I brought my own luggage and it's Louis V. <laughs> <laughs> i love him he's great i mean he's old school dude he's old school the one thing i don't remember and maybe y'all can help me on this i don't remember i felt like he made like a really strong commitment to um yeah hbcus i yeah. thought he made like a really really strong commitment david's making a face i got the t i got the game on too david i'm like i'm like looking at as you make a face i'm like looking over to see if oh I no, 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 no 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 Oh, I'm watching the Vegas Golden Knights versus okay, the Boston okay. Bruins right now, bro. Oh, this shit's intense. Okay. All right. But well, continue. We'll wrap up this podcast <laughs> then so you can get back to that. Um, <laughs> no, I just felt like he made a really strong commitment like to HBCUs. I thought I remember him saying something like that. So I was kind of shocked that he left and he hasn't caught any backlash for that. I, thought uh, he I think, he, I think he has. Yeah, I think has he actually been, has. There's, there's been a couple, especially like uh, Shannon Sharp on Twitter. He's kind of been going back and forth with a couple people, and they're kind of just saying like, "Hey, uh, I, what's up with like he signs for an HBCU, and y'all like, hey, this is what we need. We need to go back and like you know create change and better more like our our sports systems, our sport, uh, <clears throat> our teams and stuff like that. And then out of out of nowhere, you know, he leaves and doesn't go to another HBCU." And then Shannon's kind of defending him. He's just like, hey, look, I went there pretty much because I didn't have another choice. If I could have gone somewhere else, like, I would have. But, you know, it's like, mm, that's not the sentiment y'all were fucking saying earlier yeah. about it. It's one of those things where I, I understand how people can get upset from being an outsider, like, not really being in the guy's shoes. We're like, oh, man, you're, you know, you're supposed to stay, make the HBCU great, blah, 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 whatever. But ultimately... Um, how I think about it, this is primetime Deion Sanders. Like, he's a competitor. And mm-hmm. honestly, he could stay at Jackson State and freaking run that shit in circles year after year after year after year. That's, that's, that's a piece of cake. Now, you know, going to Colorado, a team that's really on the down, but they're a power five, uh, Division one football team. So like that that's a that's a um a challenge for him. That's like why why don't I want to go somewhere where I can compete with the best best of the best? And also I think Shannon Sharp talked about it on Undisputed. He made a good point, you know, it's like, you know, y'all people get mad about like, dang, why aren't uh African American head coaches getting these opportunities and yada yada and mm-hmm. The t- now the time somebody like Dion takes that opportunity, everybody wants to get all mad. Like, interesting. I don't, I don't think it's so much because he's taking the opportunity. It's for the fact that they were kind of promoting like, hey, the people that that we need to make that they need to make these school better is us. So I mean, like how you're saying, prime time, yeah, it's badass that he's going to be in, in a power five school, but it's also badass for him to make something smaller like a smaller school like Jackson and bump them up and make them something more. If, if yeah, they have but... more coaches like in that and they bump them up, you know, maybe they become something else. Maybe, maybe they become a power school. Like what's, what's the easiest way to answer is what's the goal? Like what was his goal in going to Jackson state? 
Was it to increase recognition for Jackson State? Was it to uh, promote more black coaches? Was it to promote you know more black athletes go through HBCUs? Whatever it was, if his goal was to promote Jackson State and HBCUs in this in this whole issue, I guess you could call it. I mean, successfully done. I didn't know where or what Jackson State was until Coach Prime went there. And I'm reading this article from andscape.com. I thought this actually put it pretty well. Um, he went 27 and five at Jackson State, including 12 and 0 this season, leading up to the Celebration Bowl on December 17th. He intercepted five-star recruits aimed at predominantly white schools as spectacularly as he snatched passes as a superstar NFL quarterback. As a writer, that's a pretty good sentence right there. He upgraded Jackson State's facilities and sold out stadiums. He made me want to go buy his dope J hat, which is also true because if you have seen his hat, bro, that hat is dope. I like the J hat. So more importantly. Sanders revived hope that black colleges could hold on to the spotlight they deserve. He made people believe that black schools could once again produce some of the greatest players to touch a football. So I agree pretty much wholeheartedly with that statement. I mean, everything he did in regards to Jackson State, he promoted them. And I don't disagree with either of y'all. I think him taking an opportunity to move on to Colorado is what's best for him and what's best for... I mean, think about it. If he makes it to the NFL and he starts coaching in the NFL... They'll say, where did he start? Oh, he started at Jackson State. Like, he started at the HBCU. Like, he'll always get, get get recognition. I agree with David that if you stay at the HBCU and your goal is to grow the game in that particular area, you're not going to grow the game by going in circles, winning, 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 because people just forget you. Like, that's it's about bringing a spotlight in an age where everything only lasts 10 seconds. Bring a spotlight, get the attention, do what you can, and then move on. So I agree with him. I think it's a great move for him. I'm curious to see how he does at Colorado. Yeah, I just things change, bro. Like, yes, at the time he was probably like, you know, this was his opportunity. And to a certain extent, he did what he said he was going to do. You know, he did put Jackson State up there. They made him relevant. But, you know, sometimes you you just want to, it's time to move up. You want to move up. You want to take on the next challenge. And yeah, nothing wrong with that. And also thinking, the thing, like the resources that that he's going to get now, because I mean, there was a the lack of resources that you know that he could get. He's limited there now. Now I'm, he's fucking. He's backed I mean, up the way thing, more. The thing, the thing is, though, he he doesn't have a problem with resources because he was the one providing all the resources for Jackson State, which was good yeah. on him. Because I mean, it's Deion Sanders. I mean, who he's like, gonna make. More than five million a year here, and he got paid three hundred k a year at Jackson State. But it's important to remember, and I want to note this: his assistant coaches also will get raises, in, huge oh. raises in Colorado. So that's another important thing: is that all the assistant coaches he had at Jackson State, you can assume he's going to bring with him to Colorado, which is again promoting the growth for black coaches. I mean, I think that's great. He did say he was bringing his luggage. He's talking about all of it, bro. He's he's taking everybody, which is fucking awesome to see. Yeah, dude. I think and it's great. I'm I mean, there's a couple stats in here that are not so appealing that I can see some headlines. Like, for example, only two point six percent of Colorado's school is black. Um, yeah. the students, I should say, two point six percent of the thirty six thousand students are black. Kind of a damning stat, but again, like if you word it the any sort sort of way, you can I mean make him look horrible. You word it any sort of way, you can make him look like a hero. But I've I've got no beef with them moving on. I think it's uh it's good for him and it's good for HBCUs, to be honest. I mean, ultimately, like I said, 
This guy, ultimate competitor, dude. I mean, are you not surprised he wants to move up and challenge the best of the best? If he stayed a year in Colorado and an SEC's position opened up that they were just throwing the bank at him, he's going to go get it. Yeah, That's absolutely. the best. From there, if he stays a year and then the NFL wants him, he's going to go with that. He's just going to keep, you know, that's what you do, though, and that's the vibe we're in right now, too. Like the culture, we're in, the culture we are in is former players becoming coaches now. Like we're, I mean, look at Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday's kind of started, not he hasn't started it, but he's another one of these catalysts in this whole process. So, never know. Okay, sorry to go a little bit off topic, but throwing the bank at somebody meant through the bank at Justin Verlander, and honestly, Ooh. the Astros not paying Verlander that money. Personally, it's the reason why I think the Astros are a great fucking team because they're not going to buy players and they build them. Yeah, Astro. That's that's. I saw that and I was like, dude, good on Astros for not paying that man that much. But good Eight. on Justin for getting the pay, bro. Yeah, hold on. This is. I'm trying to see. It's eight hundred and eight hundred eighty for two eighty six eighty six for two years. Holy shit! They're paying them forty plus million a year. Ridiculous. And he's old, Nothing like bro. that Cristiano contract I saw came out officially. The Saudi Arabian two hundred mil a year. Now let's not let's not get twisted because the Astros, from what I've seen, are trying to throw some money. I mean, they already threw some money at uh, who they signed? What's his name? But they threw at the guy from the Sox, the first baseman. The, they, yeah, they, the White Sox. But they, it, it's a reasonable amount of money. It's not like outrageous. Them them paying Verlander eighty mil for two years, they wouldn't benefit them in any way. Hold on real quick. I know I just saw earlier Trey Turner. The Philly oh, yeah. signed Trey Philly. Turner. It was Yeah, let's not let's not talk about that. It was stupid money. Shit. Hold on, what is it? Eleven years, three hundred million. Stupid money. Now that kind of shit, I don't know why people keep doing this because th- we've seen over and over again it doesn't work. Nope, it doesn't. Does. It never like I've yet to see. I mean shit, even the Mike Trout. I still feel like Mike Trout wasted his career. Extent. He's he's overpaid. He's overpaid in a sense. I mean, he wasted his career. He he, he got overpaid and went to the team. They never built around him. Never did. I think it's. Work. I think they both like. Kinda yeah, they like, fucked each other. They they took different time. It's different time periods. Like they they took turns fucking each other. Yeah, um, on that one. But I I heard uh, can't confirm it is true. Need to get Timo on here to confirm these things for us, but uh, that's why the Astros let go of the GM. Forgot his name, Click, James Click. That's why they let go of Click because Click wanted to do obviously what they've been doing, which is molding them, building them up, not really throwing money. Whereas the owner Crane wants to start buy throwing money. Yeah, starts one is wanting to buy players now, so. I mean, but I'm glad they didn't cough up that amount of money. I'm also glad that he didn't go to the Dodgers, the Verlander. I would have been upset if he would have went to the Dodgers, no matter how much money they were paying him. I just feel it's not right. I just feel like it's not right. No, it isn't. We're going to the Yankees, like one of those two. It's just yep. wrong. Yeah, the Mets was like a perfect, like, okay, I can live with that. You know, they they tend to do this a lot anyways. I'm I'm not sure if it was true, but Kate Kate uh, did a thing was a tweet saying the other New York team offered more, but we didn't want to go somewhere that booze their players. 
Oh, is, is she talking about the history? Dodgers? No, the same city, bro. The Yankees. <laughs> Dodgers do that too, though. Whoa. Dodgers boo people if they get bored, bro. LA people just boo people if they get bored. Be on the street, boo. Fucking savages. <laughs> oh, bitch. Boo you if they don't like you walking down the road. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. Uh, I mean, I mean, also we have a. We have a squad of pitchers, though. Like, yeah, yeah. We we really, it would have been really dumb though to pay Verlander that much. We don't really need him now. Mets, they're trying to, since they lost uh, Degrom, are trying to, I guess, compensate for that. Which are they still gonna have? Oh, I forgot the the one with the cover. Scherzer. On. Yeah, they still have Scherzer this year, though, right? Is one more year on it? He might have one more year. I know they lost a lot of. They had a lot of big money free agents uh, this yeah. this off season. Oh yeah, he's staying uh, this year. That that's crazy. Uh, hmm. That's crazy. yeah. There goes there goes another team overpaying for for what for somebody else in your division to go to the World Series. Now the Phillies are starting to overpay. They already. Sort of overpaid on Harper. Harper kind of made a dent this off this postseason. Yeah, uh, Harper made a big difference in that team. He, he was he, he would lift them up whenever they needed it. I mean, he wasn't like super consistent, but whenever they needed a banger, he'll hit a double. He hit a home run. I mean, he he came in like oh, right wow. when you needed him. Well, this is the first time. One, this is the first time he's came even close to yeah. being worth that money. Um. What about Carlos Correa? Carlos Correa is a free agent. <laughs> man, too bad Jeremy Pena is a beast. If we didn't have Jeremy Pena, I'd be like, man, we'll just just get Correa back, man, and he'll take he'll take it on even less money now. <laughs> He's like, I just won't be back, guys. No, but apparently the rumor mill is the Cubs. But I just feel like. What? I, I I don't know if this is a hot take. I just feel like Carlos Correa his. Career is never going to be, yeah. It's never going to be the same. Like he's gonna, he's gonna make his money. He's gonna, he's gonna do his thing, um, but he'll just never have that aura, that kind of like I'm the best shortstop in the league thing going on for him. Like it was in the Astros. That's something consistent with the Astros. The, the way they've, I mean, they coach their players up tremendously. Pitchers, pitchers leave the Astros, don't pitch the same. It, I don't know what it is about the Astros and their their coaching staff. But every position that plays for the Astros and leaves is not the same, dude. It's insane how good the Astros are together. Springer, dude, Correa, not the same. Not the same. Who, Pitchers, who uh, freaking, uh, what's that dude? The one that snitched on us? <laughs> Forgot his oh, name already. Not even playing no more. <laughs> fit, fit, uh, Mike Fears. Fears. <laughs> Screw that guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh. Anything else? Uh, Alex, are you winning on fantasy? Yeah, I beat you... Pablo. Yes. And I kicked you. the shit out of Alondra in the two fans league, I think it was this week. Or was it last week? I beat you by 100 points. I know it's this week I'm beating you by 100 points. Dude, over are you, 100. Are you for real? I beat you by over 100. I beat you by 105 points. Okay. Um, I'm not making excuses. You didn't set your lineup, but it wouldn't have made a difference. Jesus, you fuck, dude! <laughs> Yo, this man has hundred and eighty-two points. The Cleveland, oh, you fucker! You had the Cleveland defense. 
Oh yeah, dude. I think uh, the Cleveland defense last minute. They say Brown went off. Yeah, and I beat Paulo by forty. <laughs> Sam, Sam gave Sam gave me the. Sam gave gave me the business. I just want to say that he and I, which was expected. He's probably going to win the league, but you're, you're Jesus, mid at, at fantasy football, bro. We're not. Shut up. I mean, when, when he when, when he when yeah. he has Jalen Hurts, yeah. Saquon, Justin Jefferson, Christian Watson, I just yeah. knew it was just screwed. Yeah, and and, and his mid, and his mid off. But I I a I just want to say next week, you're for mid. the last week before playoffs. It's me versus Declare, and oh. I'm I'm pretty sure I essentially need to win that to get into playoffs. <laughs> I'm pretty Hold sure. On. How poetic or sports? I love it. Exactly. Man, you'll have to come back next week for that one. <laughs> hey, but you you got some people. I got some people on by, but I was happy because I looked at your lineup. You got some people on by. I was like, oh, thank God. All right, so we're we're kind of like both evenly getting screwed on the buys. The official mid-off. The, the, the mid-off of all mid-offs. Two fans. Two fans. Two fans. You know where to find us? At Slice Devils Pod. David, you brought the heat today, man. This man brought the heat. Always bring the I heat. Heard, I, heard, I, I haven't that. heard this man bring that kind of heat. And since before, since he was a, a single lad. Hey, man. I was, out, I was out in the Dominican Republic in 80-degree weather. Getting that sun, just thinking about saying, I absorbed it. I just absorbed it and just brought that energy. Love that. You were find us at Slice Apples Pod at Slice Apples Podcast every Tuesday and Thursday, and we will see you next time. I didn't forget it this time.